Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. I have a little bit of a passion for being healthy and obviously a passion for helping people with their money. So that's where the idea stemmed from. And I feel like it's probably something that a lot of people think about on a day-to-day basis. And the name of the podcast, I struggled with for a little while, um, but I kept going back to just being strong. And then I kept thinking about the name of our business and the name of our company now is Rooted Planning Group. And so that's where Strong Roots came from. So that's going to be the name of the podcast is Strong Roots. And it's it's strengthening our roots with discussions on health and wealth. You are listening to Wine and Dime, the podcast that combines two passions, wine and personal finance. Hosted by Amy Irvine, certified financial planner and owner of Irvine Wealth Planning Strategies, located in Corning, New York. And now here's your host, Amy Irvine. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Today's guest is Carrie Bean. Yes, that's a familiar name. Carrie actually was on our podcast a few months ago when she first joined the firm. She's an amazing financial planner. We're so lucky to have her on our team. And she is here today to announce something very exciting that she's going to be releasing. Um, Just so you know, she also recently launched a wellness a class, I guess you want to call it financial organization wellness class. She's going to talk a little bit about that as well as her new podcast that's coming out. So this is actually considered the crossover version. She's launching her podcast, her podcast, and I'm actually going to share with you what that's going to be all about. So Carrie, welcome to the show. Hello. So Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since you've joined, uh, which is now called Rooted Planning Group, uh, was Irvine Wealth Planning Strategies. Tell us a few things that you've had going on, some new new um, services that we're offering because you joined the team, and definitely share with us your podcast. Well, I think I'm very appreciative of how busy I've been, and it's it's definitely been... So, I mean, I definitely expected it to be great, but it's been so much better than I ever imagined having everyone on the team. Um, probably the, the funniest thing that comes to my mind is when I was, um, on my own, I had a lot of ideas and I didn't necessarily always execute on them because I like to think about them for a really long time. And since joining, I've noticed that 
Amy, you're a quite the executor. So I've mentioned two <laughs> ideas, one of them being the financial organization class and one of them being this podcast. And I'm now doing them. I don't get to think about them anymore because <laughs> you and Matt and everyone on the team seem to be quite the executors. So my word for 2019 is execute. And I'm no longer going to leave all my ideas in the crock pot. So I think I may be guilty of thinking about them too long. So although I'm a little nervous and probably not as fully prepared as I should be, um, I'm going to go ahead and start because if I don't, they'll still be in the crock pot six months from now. So execute. Huh? I love that. We, uh, so that the audience knows we all picked words, um, sort of last year was my year to be brave. And we got talking about that and it, it was kind of comical that um, everybody sort of had their own word that they lived by last year. And so we went through and all named our word for this year. Mine was in root, um, you know, meaning to nurture. And um, I thought that was so fitting considering that we were rebranding to rooted planning group this year. Um, Carrie did. She was one of the first people that actually came up and said, mine's to execute. And I'm like, hmm, that's going to be an interesting year. Um, and you don't give yourself enough credit. You were an executor before you came onto our um, radar. And it's just, it's really hard when you're a solopreneur because you've got all these ideas and trying to figure out which one to implement first and which one to, um, you know, sort of share out in the universe is really challenging. And when you have people to bounce ideas off from, it, it really makes a difference on how to narrow down and implement one idea at a time. But um, this podcast that you're launching really, uh, to me, I think is amazing. And the reason that I say that is because uh, although, you know, I'm combining two passions with wine and dime, you're really combining two passions with your show as well. So um, talk a little bit about how you came up with the name and how you came up with the two sides of the show. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't, I, I kept thinking about, you know, what's important to me. Um, and I think as a planner, of course, I plan a lot, um, you know, just natural, even outside of financial planning, I plan and I'm a natural, you know, I have a planner and I try to um, meal plan for my family. I'm not always successful, but I like to think about our lives and, and everything really is connected and I believe that the stronger, you know, the systems we have in place, the stronger they are, the better person we can be. Um, so when I think about my life, that includes everything from, you know, not just money, but, you know, health is such a big factor. And it, you know, you can think about health and the, and the cost and the different things and the, healthcare industry and then and currently there's such a big wave of eating healthy and I think it it's not mm -hmm. something that's going away so I have a little bit of a passion for being healthy and obviously a passion for helping people with their money so that's where the idea stemmed from and I feel like it's probably something that a lot of people think about on a day-to-day -day basis and the name of the podcast 
I struggled with for a little while, um, but I kept going back to just being strong. And then I kept thinking about the name of our business and the name of our company now is Rooted Planning Group. And so that's where Strong Roots came from. So that's going to be the name of the podcast is Strong Roots. And it's it's strengthening our roots with discussions on health and wealth. And mm-hmm. I think that that's it's it's scary and it's also great all at the same time because the struggle is how do you intertwine health and wealth in a podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many topics and areas of discussion that I'm kind of excited about it. Kind of makes me feel like I'm all over the place, but I believe everybody probably is. So that's kind of where it came from. I think, you know, I, I, I know you and I were talking earlier today and I was sharing with you that I had my nephews with me for a few days and that I am in complete and total amazement of any working outside the home, working inside the home parent (laughs) because um, I had them for basically a total of six days. And last night when I went to bed, I just, my, i I was exhausted. My mind was taken from one minute to the next. I could be working on something. And I'm just so used to being so focused and so, you know, into what I'm working on within the business, which is my child that, you know, and, 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 you know, I'll close the door and I can pound out work for hours and hours and hours. And, you know, yes, my mind goes in a little bit of a different direction, but you know, with having those kids there, I'm working on something and all of a sudden, you know, what's for lunch? And I'm like, what? Or what's for breakfast? Or my socks don't match? Or (laughs) (laughs) how long does it take to get to someplace? Or why is this, why is that cloud like that in the sky? I mean, all over the place doesn't begin to, you know, address the conversation or the direction of a child's mind or that my mind had to go. And, and I think, you know, when I really took a look at like, um, how you were outlined this podcast, I think most of us are in that, in that lifestyle where we are all over the place. We just don't always recognize that we're all over the place. Yeah. Right. There's been studies Right. There's been studies that have been done that said multitasking is actually bad. I agree. It doesn't allow you to think. (laughs) I think, too, (laughs) with, you know, the way we use social media and cell phones, it makes makes it even harder to focus. So I do. I try not to multitask anymore. So it's too hard for me. Still have to sometimes, but I don't get as much done when I multitask. I've tried to stop that. And that might be a fun topic for the. I think it's the. Cl- <laughs> the yeah, because it's the clarity of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you paying attention to what's being said or what's around you, or, um, you know? And I'm horrible at working when we're in the car, right? Brent's driving, I'm working. You know, he'll mention something to me later when we went past that lake that was in such and such city or such and such town. I'm like, there was a lake there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't enjoy that moment. You know, I didn't see the beauty of the area that we were driving through and, um, you know, that's multitasking, right? I mean, that's a classic case. Um, so your show too is going to be focusing on some really neat things. Um, talk a little bit about some of the, 
the, the topics that you've already thought through, um, that you're going to be having on the show. Okay. And again, this just kind of (laughs) goes to show that our minds can wander in a million different directions. And originally I was thinking like, no one is going to want to listen to a, a podcast that has such broad topics. But it, then I was like, no, well, maybe people will because our lives really do have a lot going on and so many things affect them. But I can just like list some topics here and you're going to see what I mean about being all over the place. Um, so some of the things that I'm very naturally curious about when I think about food is, and it's a new subject for me is gut health. You know, gut, our gut is our second brain. And thanks to Amy, I recently talked to someone that knows a lot about this. So I'm looking forward to maybe having her on the podcast. So gut health and how that affects our moods. Um, it, I was so surprised at the effects that our gut has on us. Um, and when you talk about your mood, you can definitely dive into money. <laughs> so that, um, a lot of different things. Um, food, my mind goes all over the place when I think about food and eating organic food. And should I be using my coffee creamer and should I be cooking with vegetable oil? And then my mind will jump to life insurance and health savings accounts and um, prebiotics and probiotics. Like I just, it just, it's all over the place. And so I can't help but think that other people have all these same thoughts, you know, am mm-hmm. I going to get up? Uh-huh. I, I got up this morning and went to my workout class and I'm driving there and I'm thinking I'm drinking a, a drink on the way there. And I'm thinking, yeah, this probably isn't that great for me, you know, but what do I replace it with? You know, should I just be drinking water? I mean, it's just all these things. And I think sometimes those kind of thoughts will sometimes keep us from doing the things we need to do because it can be overwhelming. So, and the other things that like sustainable change in habits, you know, and you can talk about, do a whole episode on change in habits. So when I say Mm -hmm. all over the place, that's kind of what I mean. (laughs) But I do think, I mean, I, I, you know, (laughs) I kind of chuckled when you made the comment about the, should I be drinking creamer in my coffee? <laughs> I'm like, heck yeah. But then, you know, what's in that cream? Right. Is it, is it sugar? Is it, you know, is it, is it a list of unpronounceable additives that, you know, we shouldn't probably be putting into our body? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it healthier to just add some half and half because it's all natural or is it, you know, I mean, would it be better to put milk? I mean, again, all over the place, kind of like what, what should we put in our coffee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the same can go, you know, when we're talking about wine, um, you know, read, read an article that says alcohol is bad for you. Then you turn around and read an article that says a glass of wine is good for you. It's the same thing with coffee. Coffee is bad for you. No coffee is good for you. Yes. <laughs> there is so much information in our world that how do we, how do we break it down and actually determine what, what really is good for our bodies? And then how does that affect 
how that's good for our health and ultimately what's going to cost us for our health care. Right. I mean, I know, Carrie, you've had clients, I've had clients that have severe health conditions. It might be um, something like diabetes or something like that, right? I mean, they're going to watch their sugar levels significantly and they also should watch the food that they eat. I mean, for them, it's a life and death condition if they're not careful about what they choose, right? right. So if it can be life and death for one person, is it life and death for all of us then? It's just that we haven't gotten to that level yet. Right. And I think too, as planners, <clears throat> if we help clients spend all this time, you know, preparing and saving for retirement and um, it, even it could even be a young person. You spend all this time, you know, helping them with their financial plan and then ignore the health side of things. And then something happens. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that we can control every disease or anything that happens to us with, you know, simply by what we eat. But it's definitely a huge aspect of it. So if we spend all this time helping our clients mm-hmm. plan, 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 and we ignore their health, then we've missed mm-hmm. a huge mm-hmm. opportunity to really change their lives because I do have a few clients right now that are retired and have some health issues. And if you ignore them, you're not really, you know, I like the word holistic, you know, it's really mm-hmm. everything's mm-hmm. interconnected and, and to ignore the health side of it and just pretend like we shouldn't include it. I just don't, for, for me, it, it's not what I want to do. And it's, it's getting, it's hard too to get clients to open up sometimes about their health, but when they realize, you know, mm-hmm. intentions are good and, you know, maybe some resources or something, you know, I think it's, it's just a huge opportunity mm-hmm. to really change people's lives. Yeah. I think of um, a situation and, and I think we can do this too as financial planners, but I, um, we had a family member who um, passed away several years ago now, but his dentist, um, he was at the dentist and he was actually getting just a normal, you know, cleaning checkup, that kind of thing. And the dentist does a, like a neck check. This particular dentist does. And he, when they were doing it, they're like, you know, you've got kind of a funny feel like in your neck, you might want to have that checked out by a doctor. And it ended up being, a medical condition that he had and, um, pretty serious one. So, you know, by just doing a little extra, this dentist added years of actual pretty decent life to this individual. But in the end, it ended up, it ended up being a pretty aggressive, um, disease that took him. But, but, and not to bring the conversation down, my point is that, you know, as financial planners, if we can if we can help identify some situations early on as well, then we may be able to add years of good times and healthy times to our clients and, and also protect them if there is a bigger situation and protect their spouse if there's a bigger sp- uh, situation so that they don't lose all their assets right. to their health care, right? Yeah, I mean, and I think... Or spend it. For me, you know... It- 
personally doing this podcast and thinking about health and everything, I am 37 and I'm a generally healthy person and I'd never, I don't think since I'd been pregnant, had blood work done. And I have a cousin who's a nurse practitioner and I thought, you know, this is crazy. You know, we tell people, you know, get your wheels done and do all these things. Um, and I'm not doing a basic thing like getting blood work. So I did that a couple of weeks ago and I had my husband do it. <laughs> we got some news back for him that he has high cholesterol and it was like, whoa, you know, what does that even mean? So here I am Googling cholesterol and, you know, all these things in her notes. I don't know if it's <laughs> she's related to me, so she might be a little bit more blunt, but Basically, her notes when we logged in and looked at his results were, you need to change your diet immediately. Um, and he has to go back in three months mm. and see if, you know, he needs to go on medicine. And so, you know, as the, the planner I am and the way we try to eat, we are not perfect at all. And it's really hard. And I think personalities And the way we were raised and a lot of things have an effect on that. But he has a major sweet tooth and it's something that we joke with him about, but we're going to start taking a little bit more seriously now. Um, So I think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. even if you could take a client and if, if I pretended, which I do pretend, I don't pretend, I guess I actually, you know, use us for financial planning you know, had I not been thinking about incorporating health into financial planning, we might not have gotten our blood work done. And how long would he have walked around with high cholesterol? Um, and if it's something we can change and, and do for the better, he's 40. So we, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's young. Change it, change right. it now before it becomes an issue. So that's the kind of things I get excited. I get excited about, um, I'm not excited that he has high cholesterol. I'm happy that we know (laughs) and I'm happy that we basically have been given three months, um, to change his diet. And it's really hard. I mean, it's just really hard to take the time to, okay, what are we eating? What foods cause high cholesterol and. You know, a little bit of research and, and what are we going to do to change it? So it's almost like a challenge and every, not everyone likes a good challenge, but I do. So, but don't you feel better? I mean, when you think about the, so, and you and I have had this conversation before too. Um, I am sugar is my enemy in so many ways. Like it, it makes me grumpy to say it nicely. Um, it makes me feel lethargic. Um, it changes my thought process. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like I have brain fog. Um, you know, what we put in our bodies, it's not just a matter of how it long-term effects on it. It's short-term effects. And if you think about, what I just said, that could affect my job performance, which could affect my earnings potential, which can affect (laughs) my finances. Um, 
I mean, so I, I, you know, I think of that's one food. That's one food that, um, I think is sort of the evil of, I I mean, I think everything in limitation, right. But that's one food that I've been able to pretty much eliminate, but I had to do it because I was having Mm. gut health issues and sugar is like a, it's like a, um, (laughs) your, your gut can actually, I learned this through lots of research and reading and working with a nutritionist, but sugar is something that it can cause like a, almost like a, uh, not an infection, but that kind of thing where, you know, like the, your body is just not processing right. things correctly. Right. So I know gut health is something that you and I have spent a lot of time talking about and that a lot of people don't truly understand how their gut and their mind and their thyroid and their kidneys right. are all connected um, and again, you know, the one example that I used, it makes me feel lethargic. It makes my mind feel like I'm full of fog. It makes me grumpy. I mean, if I'm like that to my clients or to anybody that I work with, I'm going to find myself <laughs> very lonely and poor. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, that's just one example of how, you know, it's so important to understand how we react to any food. Some yes. people it's lactose, right? Um, you know, our bodies are very unique in the way that we react to certain foods and certain, um, ways that we process things, but it's also about the mind. And I know that you're looking into, you know, exploring and having some guests on the line as well. As you were, as you were talking about that, it, it was making me think about, okay, you know, knowing you and, and actually most people, you know, what, what does cause us, you know, what's the trigger for, Oh, I want some chocolate or what is, you know, what is us, what is the emotion that causes that, you know, did something bad happen? Did something good happen? You know, and I think the ability to recognize our emotions and figure out, does this emotion, what does this emotion cause me to do? And a lot of people, (laughs) I don't know if actually a lot of people, but sometimes I get into this like self-destruct mode where I'm like, just forget it. I don't want to do any of this anymore. I'm not going to try to be healthy. I'm not going to try to be organic and it's just too much. So then you can get into these coping mechanisms and sometimes they're not good. And it, it allows you the opportunity to explore what can I do when this emotion hits me? What's my new, what's going to be my new cue or trigger to do something else, you know, and it's the ability to recognize Mm -hmm. that, which gets into a whole nother Mm -hmm. subject. And I think mental health is so important because that's at the core of Mm -hmm. a lot of our decisions, good or bad is where we're at mentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that there was a, um, a show that you watched where um, it was like a 30 day commitment where families go, were this, um, it's like a reality show where they went in and they completely um, rehashed what was in like the food cabinets and, um, you know, different different nutrition that they gave to, to different people. And, and, once they did that, like 
this happened to be, um, I think you said it was an autistic child, right? And they, when it was severely autistic and they, they, by the time that they went through this 30 day, um, challenge of changing all of the foods that they ate and, um, just completely getting rid of all processed foods that this individual started out, wasn't engaging in any conversation, wasn't, um, talking at all or anything like that. And by the end of the show that 30 days later had transitioned over to communicating, um, you know, having fewer and fewer, uh, reactive sessions. Yeah. Um, um so I can't so remember the name of it. I'll try that. to look it up as we're talking, but it, it was it, the, the people came in and went through their pantry and would basically throw everything that was in a box away when they started looking at the ingredients. Um, and there was about three different people, uh, on the documentary, but the, the one that stuck out the most was the autistic child. Um, because of the, of her behavior, I think in the beginning of the film, she's standing in a, in, in like a window or whatever, and she doesn't communicate well. And she's on a lot of medications. They talk about that. And, the the people doing the documentary requested 30 days. Please give us 30 days. Um, the first five days, I believe the dad just was about ready. He was at his wits end because the child wasn't eating and she had been eating things like Doritos and goldfish and, you know, these certain foods were all she would eat. <clears throat> so once they took those things from her, she just wasn't eating. But about the fifth or sixth day, she started eating the the vegetables and things that were put in front of her. And at the end of the thing, I mean, it's not a perfect change. The She was communicating. She was feeding herself. She was off some of the medications. She was still an autistic child, but the food she was eating and what it was doing to her body was allowing her to be able to deal with it in such a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, so to think that we aren't what we eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> is crazy. You know, we, are, we really are what we eat yeah. and it may not be a, um, short term win. You know, these are long term things and it's so, I, I really do understand it right. is so hard. And so I, th- I think about you <laughs> completely quitting sugar and just, ah, that's crazy. But think about finances too. I mean, wrap that around there. You know, the, the, the types of, the types of things that we're trying to talk people into doing around the financial mm-hmm. side of things, they aren't right. usually long-term win or short-term wins either. They're long-term. Like, you know, saving for a kid's college education or retirement or buying a house or a car or whatever. These aren't, these aren't short-term, um, goals that we're, um, asking people to achieve, but yet, yeah. and people don't expect to achieve them overnight. Like they don't expect to have results, you know, that, oh, okay, I go on a diet, I lose five pounds. Okay, I start savings and I can retire. No, I mean, you know, that. but for some reason, when it comes to the expectations that we have around our health, there is the, for some reason, Mm -hmm. there's this idea, oh, I make one change and it should fix it. But in reality, if we compare that to the financial aspect side of things, um, you know, that, that's where I'm saying 
you know, I, I, I sometimes, I, why I love that you're doing this is because I, some, I see so many parallels right. to finance and, and health. So many parallels, you know, when we're talking about, we're talking about people going on a diet, but for their budget, you know, you right. got to cut back. Well, that's what a diet is. You cut back, right? Um, so, so, so there are so many parallels in, in the world of finance and, and health, I think. Um, but the expectations are so different. And I think if people can really, truly understand that they shouldn't have expect quick results, that quick results, um, can be bad. Right. I mean, for some, and some of the time, like, you know, that's how people fall for scams because they're trying to get that quick result. And, they believe it. And the same is true in the healthcare world. If they try to do something very quickly, it can sometimes be very dangerous to our health. I mean, if you cut out all <laughs> carbohydrates, your yeah. body needs carbohydrate. It needs it. You know, you cannot do that to yourself. So, you know, you just like you can't cut out um, buying new clothes. You have to buy new clothes sometimes. Now, the amount that you consume is very controlled and very, you know, changeable. But, you know, that I just, I think what you're doing with this podcast is going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear the guests that you bring on. I know for the next couple months, um, we're going to do these sort of together. And, you know, if people are looking for your podcast going forward, we're going to have links to that. Um, I, I think, you know, that, People are going to draw a lot of connections um, between the two topics and they're going to be listening for that particular reason and be able to realize that um, health is something that is a long-term journey, just like saving for retirement and saving for your kids' education and paying off your home is a long-term journey. Right. And and I think too, it makes me think of, you know, how in money... Things can seem, things usually are very simple, but seem so complicated, which there are a lot of complicated things in, in the finance world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the same goes with health. Like, okay, just eat vegetables and fruit and a little bit of meat. That's really easy to say. <laughs> but then you get all these complicated mm-hmm. things like, you know, yeah. you I'm probably always going to drink coffee. So if coffee creamer is bad, then what are my choices? You know, Uh it's kind of like that with, with money, you know, it's, you know, someone can say these three, do these three simple things and retire by 40. Okay. (laughs) They may be simple, but then yet they're complex. (laughs) So I I just think there's a, uh, definitely Uh a good, Uh comparison with with health and wealth and it's interconnected. So I think it's a balance. And I think like you, I will always drink coffee and I will always drink wine. Those are two things that um, it's no question (laughs) that they will always be included within my, (laughs) my income or my, yeah, my output or my, I should say my input is what I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about the amount that I bring in, right? It's about the amount that I consume um, and it is about the quality of what I consume too. You know, I, I do believe a good quality coffee that is not chemical, you know, 
chemicals are limited. I, I do believe that not only does it taste better, but I do believe that that's better for our gut and for our health. And there's been study after study that has proven that. Um, wine is another thing, you know, I'm going to have to develop an allergy to that to never drink wine again. So, um, but I do believe, you know, I believe there's certain companies out there that do it well. And that's why I'm not a big volume buyer, you know, meaning that, you know, I, I look for the small, um, wineries because it's about, it isn't about production. It's a, it's about quality and, you know, what they, what they use to control, um, the pests in the field and, um, in the, in the vineyard, you know, those are all the things that I take into consideration about what I'm putting into my body. And the same is true about how we spend our money, you know, sitting down and looking at it and saying, this is how I choose to spend my money. This is how I choose to, to send it out into the universe or keep it here next to me to achieve a particular goal that I have. So we're really excited about, first of all, about having you, um, as part of this overall team that we've formed, we're super excited. Um, we, we love your input and your ideas and your different background has really helped us understand things that, um, we may not have been able to understand in some cases. Um, so that's been wonderful. And this podcast that you're putting out there, I think is just going to do spectacular. So, um, any final thoughts that you have um, that you'd like to share with listeners about the show that you just want to maybe some um, teasers? Well, I think like my first thought is throw out I'm extremely grateful to you and the rest of the team for making me believe that my ideas are worth doing because I think we all have a lot of ideas and it's scary and mm. I'm really excited that my word is execute, but it scares me a lot because I'm not, um, you also made me make a video, um, for our financial organization class. And that put me out of my comfort zone a lot because <laughs> I'm not a person that, um, takes selfies and makes videos and puts them out there, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, the video wasn't awesome or anything, but, Crossing that line, and I'm extremely grateful. That was an awesome video. You know, (laughs) teasers for the um, podcast. I've talked to a few uh, people about being on here. um, And when I had mentioned that the podcast could potentially, you know, be all over the place, it probably is going to be. I have a a nutritionist or a dietitian um, that I'm interested in having on the podcast. Um, you introduced me to another lady and we're probably going to have her on to talk about mm-hmm. gut health. Um, then I'm going to, I have, um, there's a local mm-hmm. restaurant here that serves organic food. So I'm looking at having them on. Um, I have a friend that's a chiropractor and she's big into holistic um, medicine and, um, her and her husband don't take any medication, so she's a neat person. Mm. Um, but also, I will probably have some guests on. There's a, um, interestingly enough, he was my insurance agent for a while, and I still have life insurance through him. And he used to be a CFP. And due to things that his insurance industry, he had to send a CFP license mm. back. 
Um, we actually kind of had some disagreements and didn't speak for a while because he told me that I was going to starve to death trying to do what I'm doing in our area. And I got really mad and was like, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore because you're not supportive. But what I quickly realized after starting my own RIA in our area is it was a lot harder than I expected. And he was kind of right. So since then, I've I've talked to him um, about being on the podcast and sharing his experience with the CFP marks and maybe even diving into some, you know, life insurance needs and things like that. But I'm really interested in his journey and, and he had to send his CFP marks back. And at his age, he's decided just to let that go. I think his particular insurance mm. a, um, company are allowing them to now incorporate some of the CFP, you know, ideas and, and use the marks again. But at his age, he would have to retest and he's just mm. not going to do it. So I'm very interested in his journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of a yeah. quick synopsis of potential guests. So I'm excited. Well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to listening to some of those for personal reasons. And, um, I think many of our listeners will be looking forward to, uh, to it as well. So we are, like I said, we are very excited to, to launch this. We'll be posting it on our website, just like wine and diamonds. It'll have its own special tab. Um, we'll have it on iTunes and all of the, you know, wonderful places that people like to listen to, to podcasts. Um, so stay tuned. Um, we'll have links, uh, to the show notes and, um, uh, to Carrie specifically, if you want to reach out to her, if there's something that you'd love to hear, um, or learn more about, then, uh, certainly send her a note. It's Carrie at irvineadvise.com. Um, you know, we were and same for me and wine and dime. If there's some particular topic that you'd like to hear more about, we absolutely look forward to hearing your feedback. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us in Instagram. So however you like to reach out to folks, um, make sure that you give us your feedback and we look forward to providing you with great content. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie, for being it's on the show great. and for being it's part of our wonderful team. And that will about do it for this week's episode of Wine and Dime. You can visit Amy on the web at irvineadvise.com or you can follow her on Twitter at Amy Irvine Advise or on her Facebook page, Irvine Wealth Planning Strategies. If you have any questions, comments, or topics that you would like to hear about, feel free to contact us through Twitter or Facebook. We will do our best to answer your questions. We would love to hear from you. And thank you for listening.